0: Welcome to E-Commerce Innovators, a podcast that brings together the brightest minds in the
1: industry to explore innovative strategies and trends in global e-commerce. Our host is John LeBaron, Chief Revenue Officer at Pattern, the premier partner for Global E-Commerce Acceleration. All right, thank you so much, everyone. This is John LeBaron. I'm the host of e-commerce innovators. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at Pattern. And we are thrilled to invite you to the show today. Have a very special guest. Tyler Gregg joins us as the Director of Operations from Amped. And welcome to the show today, Tyler.
0: Hey, John. Good to be here. Excited to uh, chat with you today and share a little bit about what we've been working on and
1: what we've been still seeing a lot of uh, online sellers doing these past uh, year or so. Absolutely. Well, we are coming off the time we're recording this of the Accelerate conference, is the inaugural conference we did for. Uh, All e-commerce brightest minds in the industry and bringing them together took place in Salt Lake City in the middle of June here. And y'all participated in that conference as well, right? You were able to meet some of the customers there. I believe your CTO came and spoke at the conference as well. Tell us a little bit coming off of that, uh, how it went for the organization. Sure. Yeah, it was great to be out there.
0: Um, Got out to Utah. uh, First time actually in Utah. Uh, Awesome city. I'll plug that for sure. But the show was really great. It was by far uh, one of the best shows we've been to. Um, obviously, a little biased with John here, but it really was an awesome show. I think the synergy of Pattern hosting it and Pattern bringing in their clients, their potential clients, and then great partners of theirs was really, really good synergy. You, know, you can trust, contrast that with normal shows where you have some third-party entity you know, selling sponsorships and trying to get as many people there kind of motivated by different things, not to say that that's a bad business model, it's a great business model, uh, and obviously those kind of shows go really well, but with Pattern hosting it, I think it was just, you know, everyone was there for really, really good reasons, and obviously Pattern selected who was there, so they wanted to make sure that they're connecting the right folks for partnerships, for engagements, and doing all that, so loved our time there. I almost don't want to tell anyone how great it was so that we can go again <laughs> next year, and it's not too competitive from the the tech solution provider side, but it truly was a, a great experience. Yeah, I think it was,
1: it, you really highlighted and articulated the magic that was there. And, and to your point, it was really by design. I think, you know, you think about great thought leaders and innovators in the space, someone like Anil Patel, uh, certainly celebrities like Jimmy Chin or Kristen Bell speaking, and then a lot of really smart industry leaders across you know, honestly, everything from agencies and managed service providers to technology providers to, you know, honestly, brand control and enforcement solutions to executives from brands themselves sharing best practices tips. We had, oh, my goodness, the North Face, we had Stanley, we had a lot of really great, well-known brands, um, as well as, again, innovators in their own right, folks are along the vectors of brand experience or around, you know, fulfillment of logistics. So I thought it was really good. Um, under the kind of remit, I guess, or auspices of technology providers, you guys were there presenting as well. So for the folks that are not familiar with AMPs, tell us a little bit about the organization and how y'all are leading the, the, the pace on innovation right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so AMPT has actually been around for about six years, a little over six years. And we actually originally started as building a data science engine for D2C companies. And we're specifically focusing that data science engine at Google ads. You know, How do we help these large companies who spend thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on Google ads to be as efficient and profitable as possible from a true data perspective, not a service perspective, but just where's the inefficient spin? Where's the po- po- productive spend? Uh, so we spent about five years just dedicated to building that data science engine out. And actually kind of around when the pandemic hit, we are looking at ways of, okay, what do we do with this traffic? How do we take this to the next level? And we had this idea uh, due actually to a partnership directly with Google ads themselves was, why don't we figure out a way to send this traffic directly to the best converting website in the world? And that's Amazon, of course. And it was an incredible kind of, I wouldn't call it a true pivot, but kind of a nice little adjustment as kind of the market led us in specific ways. And we were able to start sending that traffic in piggybacking off of a newer service that Amazon rolled out, which was Amazon Attribution, and taking our data science engine, combining it with attribution data that we could get from Amazon, and actually connecting Google and Amazon together for the very first time. So now sellers, as they're figuring out ways to drive more traffic, drive more customers, you know, expand their marketing beyond the walls of Amazon ads, they now could use a solution like us to connect the dots between Google and Amazon who historically could never really talk to each other. So that's what Ampt is, is we're the fastest, simplest and most effective way to grow your marketing and find customers on Google ads and send them straight to your Amazon product listings with full attribution. And that full attribution is one of the biggest part, actually being able to see at a keyword level, what's converting and what isn't converting. And I think what's so interesting about kind of the position that we're in right now is we have about six years of just dedicated Google ads, data science, probabilistic modeling, and we really know what to do from a Google perspective. And now in the last year or so, being able to combine that with incredibly intelligent, incredibly engaged Amazon sellers, and we know Amazon's a very competitive place to be, taking that, their kind of understanding of how to be successful on Amazon, and combining that with what you can do on Google, is a really really incredible spot and even more so is we've, we've been able to grow in the last year to um, close to a thousand customers and we're barely scratching the surface because i continue to go to events where people come up to our booth and we've got the big backdrop that says yeah. google ads to amazon with attribution and they go wait you can do that <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's kind of a fun spot to be because uh, a lot of what we do is less around you know, selling AMP. It's so much more around educating people who've been very successful on Amazon that you can
1: actually market on Google ads. Yeah. I think it's so innovative, right? Like the whole top of the podcast, but I think it's so apropos and timely too. We talked to so many brands that are reticent to truly kind of direct that firepower, even though it is way higher conversion because either they lose the visibility or they feel like oh my gosh now I'm subsidizing the growth of potentially my biggest kind of you know competitor or the person that's going to the organization that's going to strong arm me um, is this going to be a trap am I wasting the money by pushing it here am I pushing them to now discover other competitors on the platform and I'm going to actually lose share so there're all this anxiety pent up around this idea of doing this instead of going to your D2C where you have a little bit more comfort because you own the show or because you own the data or because you have better attribution. So I think it's a really kind of disruptive innovation, but I think it's so welcome. Maybe you can talk to about, uh, to folks that may not understand as well, if you're a seller and you're able to demonstrate that you're driving traffic to the listings, what kind of other ancillary benefits to those sellers get besides just that visibility or the conversions? Yeah, definitely. So (laughs) there's so many ways to take that question. I'll start by
0: answering it directly or as directly as I can without getting sidetracked. (laughs) But um, the auxiliary benefits are Amazon A9 ranking algorithm loves external traffic. They they love it. And we see it in the data as you feed in quality external traffic to your products, Amazon rewards you for that. And it makes sense because Amazon is trying to grow their pool and if they see sellers bringing in new customers, Amazon is gonna say, hey, keep doing that, right? And it's easy for Amazon, of course, to give out rank rewards. But last July, I think, maybe August, they rolled out their brand referral bonus program, uh, which currently is for 3P sellers that are brand registered in the US. Amazon is paying them a 10% on average kickback for every dollar they bring in from external traffic. So if you bring in $10,000 of external traffic revenue uh, with AMPS, Amazon literally pays you $1,000. Yeah. Now... That's super exciting. I think they're gonna be rolling that out further. Uh, part of it stems from, I believe it's eBay gives 100% back on seller fees. Um, maybe fact check me on that, I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, and I've heard that, I keep repeating it. I think we did talk to eBay recently and they did confirm it, but someone might fact check me. Uh, but so that's where it came from is kind of matching that with this growing kind of competition between eBay, Walmart, and Amazon. They all want Google traffic, right? Uh, but then it's also uh, added to to where, you know, Amazon sellers have that, you know, question that you kind of called out here, John, of why should I send more traffic to Amazon, who's my friend of me, who's kind of my main competition, when I could send it to my C store where there's less seller fees. So that 10% back is basically trying to remove that barrier, remove that question of, yeah. you get better margins on your C store. Well, now you can get better margins on Amazon, too. Obviously, Amazon converts better. So now there's a very big conundrum of better conversions than Amazon, not as big as seller fees, no seller fees, way lower conversions. Uh, So, what a lot of our what I kind of educate a lot of our sellers on is you should try sending traffic to your D2C store. If you can get Google traffic to your D2C store that converts efficiently, that's a great spot to send it. A lot of the times, you're going to find some keywords that convert pretty well. And you're gonna find some keywords that should convert that describe your product, but for whatever reasons, they just don't convert. Direct those keywords to amazon.com. There's no harm, no foul because you couldn't get them to convert on your D2C store. Now let's go see if you can get them to convert on another channel. And AMP gives you the data to show if they are converting or are not. That's um, one way to do it. Another way to do it is people consumers are really lazy. Uh, we see this all the time to where instead of uh, going to amazon.com, pulling up their laptop, going amazon.com, going to Amazon and then searching iPhone case, they pull up their browser and just in Google, they go iPhone case, Amazon. And then they go from Google into Amazon, and start their searching. So when people are searching for products like yours and including Amazon in them on Google, that person's never gonna buy from your d store. Right. So those are very obvious keywords that you should be showing up for and winning. And what, additionally, what we see too is Amazon, they themselves buy that traffic on Google, making sure that they of course win that. And they send it to search result pages where they mark up the cost per click. Yeah. So we see time and time again, iPhone cases is one example. It's like last fall it was 13 cents per click. It's probably like 20 cents per click now on Google. And Amazon buys that keyword sends it to a search result page where they resell that traffic for over a dollar per click. Yeah. So if you're a brand, just go to Google and get
1: that traffic yourself and don't let Amazon mark you up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The other thing that I think about from a brand's perspective is, okay, if I'm going to actually go out and bid or go down this path, one of my best kind of audiences, so to speak, is from a, you know, retargeting perspective, Um, and you know, some of the iOS changes have made that a little bit trickier. Speak to that a little bit. Obviously Amazon has their own DSP. Um, I don't know the limitations of the API that you're connecting to. If it's like a public one, if it's, if it's private for you guys, you guys kind of get access to what is the brand's ability to kind of like capitalize on quote unquote, a captive audience. Um, is it largely open or is there some level of personalization or retargeting that's, that's possible through this technology?
0: Yeah, so that's one of the beautiful things about Google is it's not like Facebook to where it's top of the funnel and you're pushing a billboard in front of consumer. That's looking at their friends' family's pictures, right? Yeah. Uh, On Google, people are searching for your products. So when someone searches for an iPhone case or an iPhone case on Amazon, you if you get them at the bottom of the funnel and you give them the right ad at the right time, they're going to buy it. Right. And so that's what is so awesome about Google is the intent behind those searches. So if you can find those product intent searches and send them straight there, that you can get direct bottom of the funnel conversions. Now, additionally, uh, what we see too is you know, you can piggyback off of some of your DSP. We also see Amazon themselves actually retargeting the customer. So think about this, right? You send traffic into your product listing. Amazon sees them as a potential customer for them. So now when that person leaves and they go, you know. Any other website in the world, Amazon is trying to bring them back in and they know that they looked at your product, so they bring them back in with display ads all across the web beyond just DSP. Obviously, DSP is just Amazon domains or affiliates or whatever that partner network is, but non-Amazon websites. Amazon is doing the retargeting, bringing them back in and trying to sell them because
1: that's an Amazon customer that they're trying to win. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's just like the ripple effect that ends up happening as Amazon seeks to get its tentacles deeper into the space and bring those eyeballs back. So, yeah, I think there's a a lot of value in there for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we always teach our customers, you know, a cost is only half the story with external traffic, the the rank impact, um, some of that retargeting that you can just piggyback off of. uh, We see time and time again when sellers bring in external traffic, total sales goes up. We call it the halo impact. And as you can feed it in, feed it to the ranking algorithm. Yes, we obviously want to see a decent direct A cost, but we see time and time again um, high A cost campaigns where sellers are like thrilled with it because their total sales take a nice spike. So the ROI is so much more than just the direct A cost. And we try to teach that uh, to our sellers that use, use AMP.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, I know we started to go down like a total rabbit hole on some of this technology and how it works and, and the innovation there let's come back up for air for a second and just get a little bit of an introduction to you. You've had, you've worn multiple hats at AMP, and you've, you've been able to see and be part of a, a really formidable time, uh, a formative time at, at, at the organization. Tell us a little bit more about what does the director of operations do at AMP and and, at and what do you see? Uh, how do you see like your role evolving over these last past six years? You, you've been, a front row, you know, spectator at some great innovation of the organization.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely been a fun ride uh, the last six plus years. And my background came from management consulting and kind of working through sales ops for startups. Then I joined Amped uh, right after they raised their first round of funding. They graduated Techstars. And when they raised the first round of funding, they were a client of mine uh, from a consulting perspective. And then we came on full time once they had enough uh, funds to pay me. Uh, but uh, it's been a, quite a wild ride the last six, mo- uh, six years, and specifically the last year and a half. Uh, the first five years, as I mentioned, we were building a data science engine, um, really focused on D2C stores and Google Ads for D2C. And we learned a lot through that. It was enterprise selling. It was um, really trying to understand what a large D2C needs. And it, we tried to stay away from custom solutions, but you always get pulled in that direction of course. And then as we kind of made this small pivot into redirecting the technology towards Amazon, that was about a year and a half ago, we started kind of alpha and beta testing. And it's been really, really fun because it's been so fast paced and sort really of explosive growth. You know, first five years, we had, you know, 30 to 40 enterprise level customers. And you can do custom calls, you can, you know, onboard everyone customly and all that. But uh, last year and a half, we've had 700, 800 plus customers come in on a less expensive product and you can't do custom calls with that. Uh, So my role from director of operations perspective is how do we onboard, educate and train users how to use um, a, a simple but very powerful and sophisticated tool as effectively as possible without custom calls. And the biggest innovation, or the biggest thing I'm proud of, I would say, is scaled onboarding, um, where we offer a 30 day money back guarantee for all of our sellers if they attend our three part onboarding training. And so I actually host those each week. We do a live kind of onboarding training for step one, step two, and step three, weeks one, two, and three of their uh, as they get started with Google Ads. And if they attend those sessions, and they understand and they listen to the training that we provide, and at the end of 30 days, they decide Google Ads isn't for them, isn't for their products or whatever reason, they can get their money back. And it was incredible to see uh, the, the impact that that had on retention when someone actually implements the software the right way. Now, looking back, it's like, well, obviously, <laughs> right? But when we got started and we had this huge influx of customers, we're scrambling to stay on top of people. It was just like, how do you stay afloat? And yeah. we finally had the chance to take a step back and say, okay, why is our retention not where it should be? It was because people weren't implementing it the way we would have if we were running the campaigns for them. So by implementing that basically mandatory onboarding uh, training series, uh, we were able to really improve retention. So that's one of the big things I'm focused on is how do we, from an operational standpoint, do scaled training, scaled education, because for a lot of sellers uh, on Amazon, they've never tried Google ads before. Maybe they've done it to their d D2c a little bit, but it's totally different when you send Google traffic to Amazon versus if you send Google traffic to your d D2C store.
1: Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. And it's an innovative way to think about, quote, unquote, the money back guarantee. Uh, I haven't heard it implemented that way. But to your point, it makes a ton of sense. And I've got to think like, like that's the death nail of any software as a service, like, you know, truly self-service type of model is just the risk of either not ever logging in, not using it the way you're supposed to. I mean, I think about everything from cloud storage to like, you know, uh, market share data and reporting. And that's something we find a lot. So many brands, it's like, they don't need another tool. Oftentimes they are, Oh my gosh they're just so flummoxed with all the different logins that they currently have they may not log into a thing for a month or more and so to kind of tie that in and to your point force the training or or the muscle memory into a position that is advantageous for them and for you makes a ton of sense um, okay so one of the questions i had is you, you kind of had to start in data science as an organization and then there became this pivot, I think you said a year and a half or so ago, where it's like, oh, let's focused on building technology that helps drive traffic, external traffic to the Amazon listing um, in a way that's, you know, super scalable and, and uh, transparent and things like that. Tell us a little bit about the innovation you're helping brands achieve today, maybe using some of those data science moorings. because. Part of the innovation was truly the business model pivot or the switch, but I'm sure there's a lot of really good you know, data and, and practices and models that you guys built over time. How are those transcending the new business model and, and innovating uh, or accelerating the brands you're working with? Sure. Yeah. And the big, I mean,
0: so we have a bunch of data science obviously packed into the solution. Like you have to have that to start, but the biggest one is actually the one that's coming. And that is what we are, we're gonna call autopilot. And nice. we're super excited for this because it allows sellers to launch campaigns and let our technology really run and manage the campaigns, you know, pausing keywords, adjusting bids at a keyword level when appropriate. And all of that is centered around our probabilistic modeling that's able to analyze every single keyword in your campaign, give them a score of one to nine, And then based on the probability of how they're going to perform going forward compared to each other, right? So it's not going to turn off every keyword, but it's going to say, hey, here are your best keywords in this keyword group. Focus on those ones. It's going to automatically focus the budget on those ones. This is coming from uh, what we call TensorFlow, where it's able to um, really analyze and model out what's going to happen. This was used on a lot of Google ads to D 2 C campaigns for large fortune 500 type companies. And we are so excited to bring it to Amazon sellers who've never had this type of technology before. And I think what's so cool about it is because Google and Amazon can't actually really talk to each other due to privacy reasons. There's so much data science that is unavailable for Amazon sellers from Google ads. So for anyone out there that's familiar with Google ads, you have all these different types of um, bidding strategies and bidding optimizations that Google ads develop that are automated, you know, Maximize for conversion, T ROAS, all those ones. You can't use those because Google cannot see what converts on Amazon. But if Google tells us what converts, or if Google tells us where the click's going, and Amazon tells us what converts, all of a sudden we can be this brain sitting in between these two giant companies. Us, this little small company, is this brain sitting between these two giant companies and providing data sciences that is very similar to what Google Ads is doing, but we're doing it custom for Google to Amazon. And so that's getting very close to dropping here. Uh, Obviously, we're doing pretty intense uh, testing to make sure it's accurate. Uh, Whenever you release any probabilistic modeling or kind of fortune telling stuff, it's gotta be accurate. It's gotta be you know, within a very strict confidence interval. And our data science team, um, as you would expect, is very precise uh, with their data and won't let us release anything until they're very, very confident with their modeling. But that's something we're so excited for. It's autopilot. I think Brandon actually kind of teased it a little bit uh, when he was actually talking at the Pattern uh, Accelerate conference last week. It was a little bit ahead of our official launch, but I guess we're starting to build up a little bit of, um, a buzz for it. But yeah, we're super excited to to launch that to our
1: customers. Oh, good. Well, I would say if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, depending on when this ultimately launches, uh, go take a look and see if it's already been launched, honestly, at this point um, to be able to kind of see what's new and and see if there are any case studies. Well, maybe along that that vector, right, you've kind of done a double click on the innovation of the business model and specifically some things that are going to be coming out. Um outside of just the core kind of driving traffic mechanism what else what other innovation is happening right now on the listings on the stores on whatever that y'all are focused on that you feel like is driving a, a bunch of innovation back into the ecosystem and, and to your customers specifically Sure you know part of what's
0: fun about working in the Amazon environment is Amazon itself right obviously one of the most innovative companies We've seen, and you know, I don't need to talk about their their growth over the years or what they've been doing. You know, I know there's mixed mixed emotions by uh, sellers for sure, and in regard to Amazon, but they obviously innovate very very fast, and they're always thinking five or ten years ahead, right? I, I think that's one of Bezos' like main things is you know I'm thinking ten years out, right? And one of the things that we've started to see. Come into play is the tools for brand branding on Amazon, and to actually be able to lead with your brand. You know, traditionally on Amazon, it's kind of all about moving products. Personally, before I got into the Amazon uh, space as a consumer, I just kind of bought whatever product I saw had the best price, the highest reviews, and that was it. I never really did any brand research. I just kind of assumed it was it was Amazon, right? And I was hoping Amazon was betting that customer for me. Obviously, as we know, that's not true. Um, And what we've seen uh, from an innovation perspective and where we think it's going a lot for Amazon is the ability to actually lead with your brand as a seller. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of starting to become aware that you can have your Amazon um, storefront, you know, your brand Amazon storefront that you can send traffic to. But the, the problem with that right now is... It's kind of hard to get traffic there. You know, your sponsored ads go straight to your product listing. Amazon as a marketplace is not built for brands. It's built for products. But with external traffic, you can send Google ads traffic to any URL in the world, right? doesn't matter where you can send it there. And what we've seen is a lot of sellers start leveraging that and leveraging their Amazon storefronts with Google ads. So instead of sending traffic to your product listing, where think about your product listing, it's probably your product and then 20 other products on sponsored ads that look similar, might have a slightly different pricing, might be slightly different, but pretty competitive. Instead of sending traffic there, build out your Amazon storefront to look almost exactly like your D2C store. And that can be an incredible way to actually convert the traffic, isolate your products from your competition. And then another thing that Amazon started to do is allow um, sellers, anyone who follows your brand on Amazon, you can send them messages uh, direct, or you can send like mass email type messages. And I think the template says like, a brand you follow launched a new product or a brand you followed thinks you might also like this product. Great way to launch products, great way to upsell. Uh, My understanding is that templated emails is in sympathy stage. uh, Not a lot of success on it so far from the sellers that I've talked to. But a lot of the bigger sellers we hear, they're like, yeah, you know, six months, 12 months from now, if we can have 10,000 followers. Amazon's going to figure out a way to let us monetize those because if they buy from you, they're buying from Amazon, <laughs> right? Um, and so that's something we're super excited about is, you know, teaching sellers how to build out custom Amazon storefront landing pages that convert external traffic really well. Um, I know... We can't, we're not doing like a screen share here on the podcast, but John, I'll just show you this quick example where this company, they sell, uh, they sell silk pillowcases. Look how they have in their banner on their Amazon storefront, a little arrow to the follow button saying, Hey, like, follow me. Like you might get something right. Yeah. And then, you know, think about this experience. If you send traffic, someone asks Google for a silk pillowcase and they come here, add the cart buttons right here we got the product featured front and center. If they want to buy it, great. Got the whole product listing here for them to read all your bullets about the product. And then maybe they're not sold yet. Now you have a chance to actually sell them. And this whole page is built out specifically to convince a seller who is looking for a silk pillowcase that you have the best silk pillowcase. 30-day money-back guarantee, highest quality. The whole page is designed to front load A-plus content and not have it buried under um, buried under. And you got the video right here. And instead of your A plus content being buried under all your competition, you've got it front loaded and there's no competition on this page. So this is something that we're super excited about. I wouldn't say like we're the innovators in this, obviously it's Amazon providing the tools for sellers to do it. But when we have seen sellers send traffic here, the conversion rates are a lot better from Google ads. And you know, you, you can actually grow your brand presence versus just moving more products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a it's a massive innovation there. And that's something the that pattern helps brands all the time, setting up their, you know, not only their listings and their imagery and image stacks, et cetera, but also those store pages. And I think there's there's still a ton of innovation even happening. happen. We're doing Amazon Lives with them. We're we're pushing, you know, DSP and connecting those back to the stores and the listings as well. So I think this. Presents another, you know, super unique opportunity. Um, in terms of, of the roadmap, right? Are you guys planning to do this with Walmart or other marketplaces today? Is it just let's double down on, on Amazon that because they're the eight hundred pound gorilla? What does kind of the roadmap look like for the organization?
0: Yeah, definitely. So our, our roadmap is saying pretty true to Google Ads. Uh, that's our background. That's our bread and butter. That's what we're focused on. And there's so much green grass for sellers to tap into Google Ads. Uh, Google has is a lot more complicated to get right than Facebook or TikTok or social platforms because of the keywords that you have to, you know, really maximize. So for us, it's gonna be Google to something. Obviously, a lot of room for growth on Amazon as we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. We continue to hear sellers go, I didn't even know you could do that. So maybe yeah. once people stop hitting us with that, we'll <laughs> probably start looking at other marketplaces. But yeah, definitely room to expand to other marketplaces. You know, the trick is like um. Getting attribution data right now, we're able to build and expand on Amazon attribution. Um, we're, we're partnered, we're premier partner of Amazon attribution. They actually hosted us on a webinar um, a couple months ago, and they're hosting us on another webinar uh, coming up in August. Not sure when this podcast is being released, August 2022. Whether that's before or after you guys hear this, but um, eventually Walmart, you know, makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're going to build out. My understanding is they're going to be building out their attribution because they want to tap into Google ads, they want their sellers to tap into Google ads. So once they release a little bit of attribution for us to build off
1: of, then we'll be able to direct our Google traffic that way. Cool, I think it makes a ton of sense. Well, this has been fascinating. I have a handful of other questions and and then we'll let you go, but um, you know, high level, you're interacting with a lot of different brands at this point, you're seeing a lot of winners, a lot of losers. What do you feel like, you know, brands really need to deliver on today and tomorrow to kind of lead in their product segments online? Yeah, I really think it's,
0: it's leading with your brand. You know, I, I think the days of just moving as much product as possible are kind of moving behind us. It's the, it's the sellers that can kind of establish a brand presence and the ability to create brand loyalty. I think that's the future of selling on Amazon. Uh, we see it, it's being signaled to us by all the tools that Amazon's providing uh, for brand registered sellers are trying to get everyone brand registered. Wholesaling is becoming harder and harder to do on Amazon. So I think the folks and the sellers that are able to really create some brand presence some brand loyalty is are the ones that are going to be successful You know, five
1: and 10 years from now. Yeah, I really agree with that as well. Um, I guess just tying it back into that question a little bit, like, from a leadership perspective, what are some of the principles or maybe even the one principle that you feel like you really learned during your time at AMP that has made all the difference? Sure. Uh, the word I love is delegation. Um,
0: you know, For us at AMP, we move so quickly. And I think it was one of the biggest things we learned, especially as we kind of made the pivot to more of the mass market versus enterprise. You know, with enterprise, you can get away with things like hero selling and really custom attention to individual people. But as we made the pivot to scaled and scaled growth, you know, we had to learn to delegate. We had to learn to do things at scale, like those, um, uh, the scaled onboarding training sessions that I was talking about earlier. And then, you know, training, training your team, training your team, and then just trusting them to do it, how you train them to do it. Uh, I've learned that obviously a lot in my role, but I learn it. I continue to learn it every time I talk to an Amazon seller. As you know, I know a lot of sellers use VAs or they build out their team and just to be able to create a process and then hand it over to someone in like a very succinct, here's exactly what you do way. It's the only way you can grow, right? And it's, I love talking to sellers who've been able to do that, especially with VAs, you know, sometimes going through like a language barrier and all that. So that's how you can grow your business. And I think that's been something that we've learned internally, but also reinfer- reinforced uh, in talking to a lot of
1: sellers this last year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, scalability is the name of the game and you don't get to that point without delegating a lot. And honestly, without partnering uh, with the very best and hiring the very best, because the last thing you want to do is delegate someone who's going to drop the ball or you just don't feel like you can trust them. And that's been uh, such a joy personally at, at, at Pattern is to be surrounded by folks that are just A players and they just change the game, actually delegating them is a benefit because they're gonna do it better than you would have done it anyway. And your mind's gonna be blown. So I agree wholeheartedly with that sentiment. Well, Tyler, I really appreciate the time you've carved out for us today and congratulations on all the success and best of luck in the launch of uh, multiple new products here. Where can people learn more or where can they find you and sign up for a, a free trial?
0: I thought you'd never ask here, John. Uh, yeah, uh, anyone who's interested in Google Ads to Amazon can go to amped.io, that is AMPD.io, and you can sign up there um, and get started. There's a few different ways to get started. There's a self serve way and join our trainings. Uh, you can talk to your pattern rep as well. We have a developing partnership with Pattern to make sure that their team is set up to be able to manage AMP campaigns for you. Um, or you know if you don't work with pattern yet and your agency is not able to help out we do have a done for you service where we do implement the technology on your behalf but uh multiple ways to get started our job is to remove any barriers to entry if you're an amazon seller and you want to tap into google ads to expand beyond amazon and find new customers
1: amazing well i really appreciate it tyler and i you know, I just love the innovation that's happening all around us and the great work that y'all are doing to be able to, you know, improve traffic to listings, improving that conversion, and on, honestly, improving the ROI. There's so much money being dumped into D2C advertising today, and it's, it's frustrating, right? It's frustrating for, for brands, and honestly, it's frustrating even to try to compete, to your point earlier, with super high CPCs. I see brands all the time kind of, quote-unquote, being priced out of the market to even try to compete like gentlemen, on that platform so if you can go steal at a lower cost these same bids and drive the traffic back to amazon in a place that will provide that visibility um, and ultimately you know the roi that you're looking for higher conversion rates i think it's like a total no-brainer so congrats again to you and your team and i hope to have you on the show again sometime soon awesome appreciate you having me john all right take care